I'm Josh Holliday, and you're listening to the Fresh Coast Podcast. On today's podcast, I am speaking with Megan Martin, Executive Director at the Arts Council of Greater Lansing, about the work they are doing to provide technical support and funding to the arts and cultural environment in mid-Michigan. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of the Cultural Advocacy Network, the Michigan Arts and Cultural Council, and the National Endowment for the Arts. We are bringing you the latest stories and headlines on arts and culture here in the Fresh Coast State, our beautiful home in Michigan. Let's dive right in. Megan, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here talking with you and to uh, chat a little bit with you about the Arts Council. Um, Yeah. And uh, you you work for an organization that's very near and dear to my heart, um, one that I actually started my profession in and really helped me understand the need for support to artists, practitioners, creatives, organizations, and administrators that are doing the important work but they're behind all of that are organizations that help support and build capacity for those types of people in our communities. And those organizations are like the Arts Council of Greater Lansing. So um, sometimes it can be a very hard concept to understand. I always tell people an Arts Council is like a chamber of commerce, right? So mm-hmm. tell us what is the work you do and, and why is it important for the Lansing community? So the Arts Council of Greater Lansing, we've actually been around for a very long time. We've been around for nearly 60 years and we're a regional entity right in the center of Michigan, uh, the capital city. And truly we are there to build capacity. We're all there because we love arts and culture and it's a tr- it's passionate for us. We we all live and breathe it, be it in our, not just in our performance, professional job at the Arts Council, but we're all um, patrons of the arts or um, artists ourselves or things like that. And it's that passion that is making it so that we can continue to build up the capacity for other artists because we know just how important it is in our lives. So we we have a series of grant programs that we do, and we have also a lot of educational programming to help people with the business of being an artist, or if they're an arts and cultural organization or festival, then they can um, kind of build up their nonprofit in that way. And just, um, it's a chance for us to help arts and cultural organizations and events and festivals to um, understand just exactly what the best practices are and how they can make what they're doing more impactful. And Megan, you come to the Arts Council um, previous to that, with experience in community and economic development. And that is so critical in this day and age for arts and culture organizations. And we've been doing this all along, but talk a little bit about the role that you guys have within placemaking and um, bringing thought leaders to the community around those topics. Yeah, so, I mean, you mentioned before, we're kind of like a chamber of commerce. And I would say that's um, the goal of a lot of chamber of commerce or organizations like ours where we're trying to show the economic impact of uh arts and the arts and cultural sector from my my role and my uh experience and just where i came from and how i got here um i was working with a regional entity that helps planning uh just how to embrace things like creative placemaking and and the role that they have 
in building our communities and how that turns all of our businesses then and the activities that we do into a more vibrant community that thus people feed into the economic system. And I think one of the things that drew me to the Arts Council in particular was as I was working in economic development, I realized that the art, arts sector and cultural sector, um, the role that they play is not only for a more livable community, but it's something that I feel really passionate about and something that I didn't realize you could have, have a complete career in it. And, and once I found that out, I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm all in. If I can, if I can love arts and culture and help the economic vitality of our area and do the communication and, and programming and things that I enjoy so much uh, professionally, um, it married all of those things together because they match so, they, they flow so obviously together because the economic impact of arts and culture on our communities. And so I originally had gotten started through um, the Creative Placemaking Summit that's put on by the Arts Council of Greater Lansing. I was a uh, part of that steering committee before I jumped on to being a staff member. Um, and that was kind of my in on creative placemaking and the role of arts in that. And I love when we talk about the artists that have been creating place since like way before we could ever imagine. Like think about yes. back to like <laughs> the people that were uh, doing uh, drawings on the side of like caves. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we always mm -hmm. say back to, back to like caveman days, we've been creating yes. place through art. And um, I love that. And so, telling stories and telling, and telling stories, stories too about who lived there and what they were doing. And, um, you know, <laughs> I always joke and, and, you know, like this is just something as the Creative Placemaking Summit, something that we talk about quite often is just, you know, it, it's that language that we can use with others that maybe don't know that artists have been doing this since caveman days. <laughs> but if that's the language that has been adopted, then we're happy to use it and um, just recognize the importance of artists in that and, and how much it could not be done without them. And I think it helps show um, the importance of that for moving forward and that it is not just like a dismissive or passive thing that we're doing like today for the short term it really is the long term and it is telling that story as you mentioned which i think is mm -hmm. uh very unique and you know when you think about all of your favorite historic monuments and such that is art that is placemaking that is a creative that came together to create that project and and that doesn't only exist in big tourist areas like Washington DC or historic areas like that. Those things exist in all communities, including Lansing and every corner of the state of Michigan. Megan, I also wanna jump in and talk about the grant making that you guys do because there are organizations like yourselves that are um, around the state that do grant making, but you guys actually have several really dynamic programs to support the creative industries in Lansing. What is the goal and the intention of having multiple grant programs and the impact that you guys are able to have by having resources to hand out to support the work? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for bringing that up because it's always our, our hope that people will be more informed that they have access to these dollars. It's not, you know, somebody just specifically dialed into what the Arts Council is doing. It, it could be anybody with an artistic vision or project or that needs professional development or needs a new camera or what have you. Um, these grant dollars are truly meant 
um, are diverse in the way that they're set up, but also to who can to who can access them. Um, so we, you mentioned that you know there are statewide organizations like ours. Um, so there are regional regranters um, through the Michigan Arts and Culture Council (MACC) um, that are set up in particular in every region of the state to hand out dollars that come through the state. And we are one of, fortunately, one of those re-granting agencies. And so that means that we can tap into state dollars and distribute them throughout the region. We also have access to the City of Lansing's grant program. Um, that's a granting program that we've built in a tiered phase so that people that just wanna do a $500 art project or you know something, um, that just needs a little bit of oomph for them to do something in one of the neighborhoods in the city of Lansing. We have many pocket grants for that um, that steps up to a, a $20,000 grant. So that one is a bit of a tiered program. And you know, we just announced our $75,000 art impact project. That's another project that people see throughout the community. For instance, Portrait of a Dreamer was our, our first arts impact project um, by Ivan Eiler across from the Lansing Center. So we have ways that we're trying to distribute these funds in such a way that people not only can get access to them, but it's teaching them a bit about grant writing and reporting and things like that. Um, so that tiered program kind of helps in that. We also serve, um, in the capacity of, of helping festivals and events through the Ingham County Hotel Motel Funds for Arts and Tourism Grants um, to help with marketing and, and getting the word out about just how many great events are happening in this area. And then we have our own grants that are fueled by the generosity of um, endowments and gifts from, uh, from past donors and things like that, that we're able to distribute our own funds. Um, and that's really, where we've looked at the work that we're doing and, and the strategic priorities that we have and, and deciding that we want people to know, you know, if they have a, a young creatives project, for instance, somebody working with youth, um, that they can have these dollars to support the work that they're doing. And not only that, but things for individual artists and arts organizations. And that's an area that we can we can always have, that, that we can tout as our own. The rest we are, are contracted with others, but um, and finally, we are just recently given access to federal funding through the National Endowments for the Arts, and the NEA granted us um, $250,000, and it was a massive piece of, um, I guess it was a, a hallelujah moment for us in the office because we know that arts and culture isn't always given the money, and especially, you know, for us, we've seen the people coming through our office and we've seen our organizations and listened to them, sat down and had coffee and really listened to the needs that they had. And we were able to tell those stories and say, these are the people that we're, we're gonna lose if we don't give them a pot of money to pull from. And fortunately we were, we were given that money to then regrant. It's a one-time grant, but um, we hope that some magical millionaire comes through <laughs> wants to continue that grant program because we put a lot of work into it but um but yeah that that's um I mean I I maybe went into a lot of detail you can find a lot of that information on our website too but um I guess I just um 
I love that we're able to put these projects, put the, these grants out there that produce projects that help people in our industry that we care about so much. Megan, I appreciate you sharing all of that about these critical grant programs that I know are really improving the vitality of the Lansing community through the support that you guys are giving. And I know that the last couple of years have not been easy going through the pandemic. Um, it, yeah. it made a lot of organizations shift and change and alter in on the other side of kind of where we're still at as we continue to navigate the pandemic is real. So mm -hmm. what what challenges um, did you did you guys see? Did the arts and cultural community in Lansing see? And, and where are you guys at today and, and what has changed? Yeah, I, you know, yes, it, it definitely impacted us just like anybody else. And I think the things that were unique to us, um, the first thing that comes to mind, and I, I, I have always appreciated the, the relationship building that we have with our artists and with the arts and cultural organizations. Um, you know, you, you go to festivals, events, you bump into your friends, you go to a show at Wharton, you go to a, a, a uh, Will, uh, Williamson Theater, you know, you go to all of these places and you see your colleagues and you see the, the work that they're putting into all of these projects and you get really get a sense for what, um, what arts and culture means to the greater Lansing area and just how we're unique and not having you know, Josh Holiday just pop into the Arts Council and show us his new puppy, or we just saw a whole bunch of our, our members recently at a, um, a networking event, and I, having those people just pop into the Arts Council and tell us what they're working on and getting to know us, um, you know, I just pinged Bob Rose because I'm like, hey, we're, we're doing Arts Night Out, and we'd love to have more of your chalk art going on the sidewalks, and, and just these things that I, I used to just happen or so organically now we have to force the issue and we have to put ourselves out there in a like the past two years anyways we had to put ourselves in a situation where we had to make meeting over zoom a priority when we're also so fatigued from it and so it, it just didn't happen as organically as we're used to and that really fuels our fires when we're working to promote and advocate um, artists and artwork uh, in this sector. And so that I think was my, my personal issue, but I can, I can confidently say on behalf of my team that we missed seeing everybody's faces and we missed going to their events and we missed seeing everybody else enjoying those things and being able to commiserate with people on just how amazing things like Scrap Fest and uh, I know you have Blockade and uh, for Lansing 501 and I will say that that was the first event that I went to um, where we were all getting vaccinations and people were feeling safer and the first blockade that was done by Lansing 501. And it was the first time I got to hug my friends and see my artists putting their arts, uh, their art in um, the, the booths. And I really got to connect with them. And I, I, realize just how much I missed that and how much it fuels the programming that we do and um, just how we make decisions in the office, how we find opportunities or collaborations. Um, that was a, a more of a qualitative effect that the past couple of years of struggle have had 
Um, I will say another challenge that, that we had to find a hurdle, like to overcome, we had to pinpoint the hurdle, I will say, um, to just figure out how we help our artists that are in solitude and that are used to also getting that energy from us and from, from you know, their patrons or from, um, you know, a you know, uh, you know, as an actor, if you if you don't have a stage to perform on, or you don't have um, that audience to sit there, um, it can really affect you. And so, for me, it was finding those people that weren't speaking up, and we had to find where we could help and finding grants that would accommodate their needs. Um, and yeah, it, it it's. There have been many other challenges, just you know, figuring out our programming and how we can still highlight people the way we want to. We came up with something called ACGL Cribs, where we kind of got into everybody, people's studios or their shops, and kind of did a uh, something that emulated another show. I will, I will not say which one. You know, it was just a um, kind of a creative project, temporary that we hope to revive at some point, but. It was a way for us to get into see what people are doing and see just how important their their space was. Um, so yeah, we we kind of used the opportunity to get creative with what we wanted to to do, and now we're finding ourselves bringing back Arts Night Out and bringing back the Creative Placemaking Summit, hopefully in person by this fall, and things like that that we can kind of steer back and take what we've learned and make things that much more, I want to say, authentic and true to the experience we all went through. Uh, I think that's something that I can, I can say on behalf of my team that we've seen, you know, we've seen the ups and downs, just like I think any industry has, but those are kind of some of the more personal, like story moments that I can, I can share for, from, from our perspective. Well, I appreciate you sharing that, Megan, because I certainly know that for these artists and the administrators, that the connection is really critical for the creative process and for those community relationships to uh, take their work to the next level. But I have to ask, to do an event that is a spinoff for maybe any young listeners that are listening today, a spinoff of an amazing epic TV show of my childhood and growing up, Cribs, and what was inside the refrigerators of the people that were part of the Cribs ACGL tour in Lansing? I, oh my gosh, what's inside the fridge? Um, I just remember, I just remember I know, on the Cribs always, show, they always like open the refrigerator stock yeah. with like Gatorade. I like orange Gatorade. It was like 300 orange Gatorades. It was like, that's a little excessive just to show off how much money they have so you didn't actually have to look in them I just you said that and no. that's the first thing I thought of I was like oh my gosh what was in the refrigerator and inevitably somebody says this is where the magic happens and you know <laughs> and in a ACGL cribs that's uh more of the artistic magic I guess but yeah. <laughs> somebody always asks you know what's in your fridge that's hilarious oh my um, gosh that's amazing well I just would have, rem- <laughs> I would have been remiss if I didn't ask so I had to say something yes and, and Megan before we leave I want to you know ask a question for anybody that is an artist or a creative and they're not familiar with Lansing as a community why is it a great place for artists and creatives to grow and um, why is the future going to be bright for the Lansing community 
Well, I can say, you know, I mentioned our, our new grant program, um, the, the grants that we just released from the NEA, and we had a lot of opportunity to chat amongst ourselves. And we decided we landed on the name GRIT grants. And, you know, it's an acronym for um, uh, growing recovery and transition. And I think what truly I think of when I think of the Lansing area is the grit that we have and the resiliency to get through something and come out the other end, just being truly authentic to what we just went through, but knowing that we're going to recover and this transition is, is just going to make us grittier and more awesome. And I think growing up here and seeing us get through, um, you know, multiple economic downfalls and, um, and, and just coming through at the other end, I think that's something that is very true to the artistic and the arts and cultural sector as a whole. But I think my Lansing community artists um, and arts and cultural organizations, I think they really flex that grit and they really show us just what, what they're made of. And I think that's something that we're gonna see as the summer comes out and we all wanna just get our projects off the ground and, and things like that. I just, I feel like there's still more to say about how great arts and culture is here. And if we're not known for it yet, I hope that we are in the future. I hope that people recognize just how much we have here in, in Greater Lansing. We appreciate that, Megan. And I have to say, I'm obsessed with the name. Um, Grit is a perfect way to describe um, the Lansing creative scene and the community. And that's not a bad thing. I grew up in the Lansing area and have worked in the Lansing area for many, many years. And I would certainly say that it is gritty and scrappy. And that's the beauty of it, that you can have creative ideas, you can have a voice and sit at the table and make it happen. Not in every community can you have an idea and always make it happen. You know, people put up red tape, they uh, try to stop or get in the way, and that is not Lansing. Lansing is a place to create, to make things happen, to move things forward. So thank you so much, yeah. and thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks again for having me. I, I It's always a pleasure hanging out and chatting with you. So this has been a great opportunity to talk about just what we've got going on. You too. And if people wanted to find more information about the Arts Council of Greater Lansing, where should they go? You can find us at lansingarts.org um, and you'll find all of our contact information and information about our grants and membership and how to donate to the work that we're doing and, and just learn more about us. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today, Megan. Thanks.